do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12:2. This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Viktor Frankl was an Austrian medical doctor and a Jewish Holocaust survivor. After his arrest, having been betrayed by his longtime neighbors who had become Nazi collaborators, he determined to endure the horrors of imprisonment in the concentration camps by focusing on hope, the hope of one day reuniting with his wife. He observed how others endured, intrigued by the question of why anyone had all survived when most did not. He looked at several factors, health, vitality, family cohesion, intelligence, and survival skills. He concluded that none of these factors was primarily responsible The single most significant factor, he realized, was hope. It was a sense of future vision. It was the impelling conviction that they had a mission to perform, some important work left to do. He came to see the stunning truth. Where there is no vision, the people perish. The world is full to overflowing with reasons for hopelessness. Turn on the evening news, scan the internet, click through your Twitter feed or X feed, catch up on the latest Facebook brouhaha, bad news at every turn. In Europe today, there is an entire genre of books called declinology. It is a genre devoted to social decline, to cultural malaise, to moral defeatism. Bad news is everywhere, and that's not fake news. In contrast, the Bible is full to overflowing with reasons for hope. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not be faint. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God has chosen to make known the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us birth, a new birth, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Lessons abound from this critical truth for the whole of our lives, including for the way we raise up, disciple, and educate the rising generation. The Prince of Preachers 
Charles Haddon Spurgeon once wrote in his wonderful John Plowman's Talks, I would have everybody able to read and write and cipher. Indeed, I don't think a man can know too much, but mark you, the knowing of these things is not education, and there are millions of your reading and writing folk who are as ignorant as neighbor Norton's calf. (laughs) Those ignorant masses of whom Spurgeon wrote are not those who failed to finish their lessons. Instead, they are those who did finish, or rather, who naively thought that lessons were the sorts of things that could be finished. You see, Education does not have a terminus, a polar extreme, a finish line, an outcome. Instead, it is a deposit, an endowment, a promise, and even a small taste of the future. Education is the instilling of a vision, an enduring vision that can help us overcome the greatest obstacles. Education is a commitment to hope. For many, it is very sad to say, this uniquely Christian perspective is an entirely foreign worldview, an alien notion, an arcane paradox, an unfathomable mystery. Minds dulled by the smothering conformity of popular culture cannot plumb the depths or explore the breadths of a distinctively Christian virtue Uh, that virtue of hopeful contentment in the face of perpetual tasks. Thus, they rush toward what they think will be the termination of this, that, or another chapter in their lives. (laughs) They can't wait to finish school. Thus, for instance, graduation is not a commencement for them, but a conclusion And afterward, they hurry through their lives and careers. They plod impatiently through their work week, anxious for the weekend. They bide their time until vacation and plod on toward retirement, always coming to the end of things until at last things come to an end. But within the Christian worldview framework, Hopeful contentment in the face of never-ending responsibilities is a virtue that continually breeds in us anticipation for new beginnings, not old resolutions. It is a virtue that provokes us to a fresh confidence in the present as well as in the days yet to come. That is simply because it is a virtue rooted in an understanding of God's good providence and in the covenant fortunes of his grace. We, we above all people, we who were brought from death to life, we who were brought from the end of ourselves to the threshold of eternity, we above all people ought to understand this. This is, in fact, the very essence of the gospel. The crucifixion is not the termination of Christ's mediatorial work. Rather, it is a conjunction of two beginnings, uh, the incarnation and the resurrection. It is the pivot of civilization, demarcating a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things 
are become new. Thus, uh, we are now innately an optimistic people, a hopeful people, forever starting anew, affirming our faith in full accord with the patriarchs and patristics, for faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, all talk of education is for us a reminder that we have only just begun to learn how to learn. It is an affirmation that though our magnificent heritage has introduced us to the splendid wonders of literature and art and music and history and science and ideas in the past, we have only just been introduced and that a lifetime adventure in these vast and portentous arenas still awaits us. Indeed, the most valuable lessons that education can convey are invariably the lessons that never end. That is actually at the heart of the Christian philosophy of education. Educational excellence, from a biblical perspective, is thus not so much concerned with the amount of data accumulated in a student's head, but a way of thinking and acting woven into a student's life. That is the great legacy of Christendom. I pray that we never have to face the horrors of a concentration camp like Viktor Frankl did. Our hometowns may never be turned upside down and inside out as his once was. Regardless, monumental challenges will come, and if we are to endure, it will only be because we cling to the vision, to the hope that has been seeded into our hearts and minds and souls. For where there is no vision, the people perish, but blessed are all those who keep God's word. Therein is our great hope and the impetus for both resistance and reformation. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information, for resources, and for the brand new Standfast app, go to georgegrant.net or adoringgod.org.